but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with the best technical caddy on the planet social wizard he is technical caddy this week huh i like all the nicknames that i get perry will perry is in the house bringing it all to you and uh on those ultimate fairways of i4 a lot of complaints going on lately about i4 i'll tell you what they're boxing me in downtown with all the construction over the weekend it was it was uh not very fun well you know 50 orange avenue garland uh, Mark Street, Magnolia, all construction. Well, you know, I don't have that problem out in the country, Will P. That's true. Will I am Perry, you know, living out there in beautiful Mount Dora. I lived in Lake County once. I loved it. Yes, you did. It was great. So, uh, Brendan Steele. Brendan, say my name, Steele. Coming from behind to win the PGA Tour season opener at Safeway out there in the Bay Area. Big win for him. Seven under. I mean, you know, that's huge for somebody like that. He hasn't won in, I think it was five years, right? 2011. Um, That's awesome. At the Valero Open, I believe. Yeah, that's awesome for him. I mean, you know, there was a bunch of guys who were playing well, you know, before that final round. Guys who've won before. I mean, you had Paul Casey up there, Johnson Wagner. Your pick. Yep. I, you know, last I, week. He, when is he finally going to break through? How many top tens? He's going to start. Um, well, what I think it's um, four top fives in a row. I mean, he's it's got to happen sooner or later. He's playing this week as well. Maybe he's a guy to watch out for. And Phil, tie for eighth. Another good a, start from him. Yeah, with a bunch here: Chris Kirk, Justin Thomas, Cody Gribble. That might be my new favorite name in golf. Okay. Cody Gribble, Martin Laird. And um, and then there were Kevin Na all in that group, and then uh, we had Michael Kim, Scott Piercy, Johnson Wagner all uh, tied for third with Paul Casey. So quite a quite a bunch of them there, and uh, the you know the, the the golf course looked great. Weather was you know a little bit sketchy, which you might expect this time of year in California in, in, in that part of the left coast. But it certainly uh, starts the season off with, um, you know, with a, with a big win for Brendan and a big win for Wilson. Wilson, yeah, I mean Wilson staff. They've got the new show now on Golf Channel. I mean, indirectly with designing the new driver and perfect timing for them. I wonder if they planned it that way. Some things are, <laughs> some things are luck and timing in this business, no doubt about it. Um, lot of news breaking, in particular. Uh, the announcements of the 2017 
World Golf Hall of Fame class, which includes Davis Love III. Davis just having a fantastic finish to 2016 between his Ryder Cup victory and now being... I'm sure he's happy. He is. I think a little surprised, actually. Um, he said he thought he was a, a little young um, for the nomination. But I think after uh, what occurred at the Ryder Cup, uh, it was probably more of a slam dunk. Of course, you know, uh, that terrific PGA championship he won uh, just after his father had died. And if you remember, you know, he made that putt on the 18th and the beautiful rainbow that that appeared. Very solid career for a guy who, especially of the last 10 years, has kind of been, uh, is it fair to say, a little under the radar, but has still won some tournaments. I mean, he's still competing. Has won a tournament in every decade that he's played, mm -hmm. including uh, the Wyndham at age 50. Mm -hmm. So I think that was another thing that probably pushed him up a little bit in the ranks because, you know, he's still he's still playing great golf. And he normally plays that Sea Island event. I would imagine that he'll probably be up there in a couple of weeks. I, I think that event's about like three weeks away. So yeah. And right he's in, always played well there too. Right in his, uh, right in his backyard. Um, amongst the other classmates, Ian Woosnam, Meg Mallon, from the LPGA, great player, well-deserved there, I think has uh, been uh, in the uh, conversation for a while. And Lorena Ochoa, who uh, we were talking before we went on air uh, a little bit about her tremendous career, winning 27 times in about two, what was it, two years? Two, was it two years? Two, no, 2003 to 2010, I think. I think it was. I think it was okay, about a seven-year span. Okay, I was gonna say, but I mean, yeah, she she played that such a short window, but there was nobody really better in the world during that time. I mean, she pretty much dominated the women's game. Well, and just uh, and then came along Yanni Sang, who yeah, we Yanni, were also talking about. Yeah, Yanni, you know, I'm sure she's still years away, but she had won about 22 times in about, and I think that's where I yeah. got confused about the two and a half year span. And, you know, just to do what some of them have done in, in these short sprints. I mean, you even look at like Jason Day, what has he won seven, eight, nine times in a year and a half. And, um, you know, Dustin Johnson is starting to rack up some wins too. And these pros, they kind of just go through these stretches where they're just at such a high and it makes it makes the players like you know Tiger Woods to do it on over such a long period of time. That's what makes it so special. And the um, fifth member of the Hall of Fame class is a journalist. Uh, you you may not be as familiar with, but his name you is you probably are Henry Longhurst, who uh, great name, a terrific terrific uh, UK journalist who. I think um, had a column, one of the longest running columns in the, I believe it might have been the Daily Mail over there, writing every Sunday on golf for uh, over 25 years and uh, I think a 40-year career in total. So It's always great um, to see people in the business getting recognized for their work, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, what would be the Open Championships without, a, uh, or, or even, you know, some of our majors without the, the, the British accent to absolutely you know, wouldn't have it any other add way. Add all that special uh, color to the event, if you will. Tiger Woods, Tiger unveiling his new TGR brand. Awful. I know we looked at that logo, right? Awful. We're Both of us are in branding, and you know we do a lot. Of, it's awful. What, I'm not what, a fan. What are those? They look like tiger nails. 
I guess. I mean, it's kind of a W. I I guess. I don't know. It's very basic to me. I wouldn't expect something like that out of them. You look like the Transamerica building <laughs> or something, does, right? Actually, with the with the spires. Are yeah. there three spires? I, um, I, well, we know he probably paid a pretty good amount of money for that logo development. Maybe I'm he sure should have. There's a lot of maybe other... he should have called us, Will. Yeah. Hey, well, anytime. <laughs> but um, this is a uh, Tiger's next career chapter. Um, retiring, I guess the you know Tiger Woods brand and. Unveiling now his uh, tiger, um, his tiger brand, his Tiger Woods Ventures brand, I should say, which will which will include his foundation, um, a number of other events that you know he's he's getting involved with his uh, design company as well as he's got a restaurant now down in Jupiter, Florida, which mm-hmm. I've never been to. But um, I've probably a lot more on the horizon. And again, as he said, I enter this next chapter with TGR. I'm committed to building a legacy that goes beyond just me. So um, certainly an interesting development there, but probably given the many uh, ventures that Tiger is involved in now. And as we've said, who knows what's going to happen uh, in terms of this year, next year with Tiger's return. So... Um, a Kushnet, owner of Tylus and Footjoy, getting ready for an IPO. Yeah, that's been kind of floating around for a little while. That's big news, and this is kind of interesting. Um, here's how their 2015 net sales broke down. 36% Tylus golf balls, including Pinnacle. 28% Footjoy golf apparel, shoes and gloves. 26% golf clubs, 9% assorted gear like bags and hats. I thought that was pretty interesting. Of course, I, I, I thought maybe that golf balls would have been a bigger percentage, especially since it included Pinnacle. But um, that's very interesting development as well. A lot of, uh, lot of conversation in, in the equipment space between Nike going away and, and now um, uh, Titleist going public. Well, that's kind of one of those conversations that you and I have had ongoing for a while now is just about the bubble that was within within the game, the Tiger effect, and and how that all kind of came about. There's so much competition for product and equipment and everyone vying for that space. You know, it's it's no wonder that some of these companies, the the bigger companies, I mean, TaylorMade, Nike, even Titleist are looking for alternative measures or folding up shop whatsoever, you know, and uh, it's... You know, I don't want to give a cliche answer, but it's definitely an interesting time to see where the golf industry itself is going to go, the business of golf, um, because, you know, it's a fact that rounds are not exactly on the on the rise. And, you know, it's important to find alternative measures. And, you know, that's that's going to be uh, a big, a big thing to overcome within the game. Well, we've got a lot of golf talk coming up tonight. We've got some of our best golf insiders who will be calling in. Bob Herrick from ESPN coming up next. Stay with us. The Golf Insiders will be right back.